Welcome back, everyone, to another podcast of Seats to Serve. My name's Ann Thomas. And I'm Cheat Mian. This week, we have the gospel, Jesus Gives Us Light. So the summary goes, Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, who has a cool side story, if you want to search it up on Wikipedia, and says that the Son of Man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that the people who believed in him won't die. God said that he sent his son not to condemn or punish the world, but rather to be saved through him. Those who believe in him will not be condemned, and those who don't believe have already been condemned. A light came into the world, but many people preferred the darkness over the light. They were afraid that their evil works would be exposed when they came into the light, but whoever lives in the truth will come into the light so that their works can be seen clearly by God. So long story short, God sent his son into the world to save us and shine lightness in the darkness of the world. Ji Mian, would you like to explain a little bit deeper what the gospel is about? Yeah, so essentially in this gospel, if you notice, when Jesus said that the Son of Man will be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. So that's essentially Jesus is foreshadowing the Paschal mystery. And you're probably like, what the heck is the Paschal mystery? Is it Paschal's triangle? No. (laughs) (laughs) So the Paschal mystery was essentially the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus. As you remember, especially in the Lent time when we're going through his passion and his 40 days in the desert, he will soon die on Good Friday and then be resurrected on Easter. So then Jesus then goes into saying that God loved us so much that he sent a beacon of light which is jesus and that beacon of light and the light jesus gives to us shines on our mistakes to guide us in the right direction and not to condemn us kind of reminds me of a lighthouse in that sense and it shows that lighthouse is going to guide us in the right direction and even though our sins and our mistakes might be exposed to the light it's shown to jesus what we have done wrong it's not for him to condemn us and to shame us but rather it's for him to help us in the right direction the gospel also goes into the difference of those who prefer darkness versus those who walk into the light it's saying that those who prefer the darkness are hiding in shame and fear possibly because they're afraid of being exposed and having somebody know about their sins but they also might be hiding from pride or guilt from not wanting to admit to that versus those who are welcoming the light they understand their mistakes and they want for god to see their mistakes and it shows that by purposely and voluntarily stepping into the light they welcome improvement and they want to change for god and then i think thomas had a different approach on this as well Yeah, along the same lines, closely enough, there's a specific line in the gospel that says, but whoever lives the truth comes to the light so that his works may be clearly seen as done in God. And to me, I read that as being honest with ourselves, right? Living the truth. So for me, it fell upon like, sometimes it's okay that if our faith isn't as strong as we want it to be, or, you know, if if we have sins that we're not I mean, obviously, we're not proud of because they're sins. It's okay to be honest with ourselves and to be honest with God, because in doing so, we're actively choosing to step into the light, kind of like Mian said, especially at the beginning of this gospel, too. It goes, God did not send his son into the world to condemn, 
but that the world might be saved through him. I think that there is no shame or anything wrong with admitting that you have some sins on your plate because, you know, we all do. And Jesus died for us, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure, sure he'll still love us even if we have a couple of sins because, I mean, that's why he died for us, you know? So that's kind of how I interpreted it. I think also the gospel talks about contrasting darkness versus lightness as well. And I think in that same sense of making everything light, it's Jesus making us feel lighter. So he's like almost taking off the sins off of us. So we're kind of feeling relieved and not really being weighed down by our sins. And in that sense, just like Thomas said, by coming into the light, we're being honest with ourselves and admitting to it. And it feels like a burden's been lifted off of our shoulders because it's showing acceptance of who we are and where we are. And it's admitting to that. I think the term light can be explained in two different ways of being literal lightness, like visually it's bright and it's guiding you somewhere versus light as in the weight, taking off the weight off of somebody. And so going on to that, I think a pretty obvious part of being Catholic and something that is actually shining a light on our sins is going to confession by admitting to our sins and confessing our sins to somebody, especially raising them up to God and offering them up to God is shining a light on our sins, hoping that we will be forgiven. And especially during the Lent season, we are supposed to be going to confession, usually at least once or twice a year, hopefully. Of course, through the pandemic, it's a lot harder to go out to confession, but it's a pretty important aspect of walking into the light because by going to confession voluntarily you're admitting yourself to God and confessing to him what you have done wrong and your mistakes you're hoping that he will forgive you and you hope to change and improve in the future confession is almost like a turning point of you're saying I did something wrong I want to be forgiven how can I change how can I improve and you're truly asking God what can I do to help myself in the future? And then also when we're at confession, the priest tells us to pray like maybe one Our Father, three Hail Marys, and one Glory Be. And then you're off on your way. You have been a changed person. But I think, I think it takes a lot more than just a couple of prayers to really be changed. And I think that involves being introspective of ourselves. Yeah, I agree. Kind of like how Jimian said that confession is a turning point where we want to change and stuff like that. I think that even before confession, right? Like a big part of confession is actually knowing what you did wrong and wanting to not do it anymore. And like Jimian said, in order to understand that, we have to be introspective and look into ourselves and also be honest with ourselves, which is perfect during the time of Lent since, you know, with Lent, we... I mean, hopefully everybody should be giving up something. And we do that so that we could focus on what we need rather than what we want. And so, you know, how often are we actually sitting down with ourselves and asking ourselves, what do we need? Are we being honest with ourselves? What sins have I done in the past? Do I really want to change? Where is my relationship with God? I think that it's important to be honest with ourselves and think about all those things. And I know that we always, like us as Winjungs, we always say that it's okay if your relationship with God isn't where you want it to be right now. Like, I feel like Winjungs are always saying that. However, I also do feel that sometimes a lot of Winjungs, or maybe some Winjungs, I won't speak for everybody, but me, myself as a Winjung, you know, we might put on a front that we're like this perfect HT that Song I Tente every single day and 
pray to Ginyan Ngai and Ginyan Dam because I'm be honest with you, I definitely don't do that. <laughs> you know, like it's okay if your relationship with God isn't exactly where you want it to be. And the reason I say that is because even for myself personally, ever since the pandemic started and, you know, we had all these crazy things happening in the past year and a half, it's made me question our our religion a lot, like a lot, a lot. You know, part of walking towards that light or walking closer to God is acknowledging that. Kind of like what we said earlier, people who prefer the darkness, they hide in shame, fear, pride, guilt. I think those who want to be closer with God, they don't forget all of that, but they kind of offer it up all to God, knowing that it's okay to be doubtful because he'll still love us. And so acknowledging where you are is a good place to start in wanting to change. Yeah, GMN, do you have any thoughts on that well i definitely agree <laughs> <laughs> definitely as a huenchung it's really hard to exemplify myself as kind of like i am doing all things good like i am a perfect person i'm a perfect catholic but in reality i'm just as human as everyone else is just because we're put in the position of being a huenchung doesn't automatically mean that we are the perfect catholic ourselves i feel like i can say that for almost all huenchungs mm. it's like we are expected to be a role model for Hipsy and for everyone around us. But when we are put in a position where, you know, maybe we're in a pandemic, maybe we are super busy with our work. Sometimes maybe we ask God for things that he doesn't give them to us. We're kind of put in a situation where we're questioning ourselves, questioning God. And then we might not have as strong as a relationship as we wish to. For me personally, sometimes when we have different events, sometimes it's a faith sharing group or sometimes it's a retreat or a praise and worship or an adoration. Sometimes I really have to be honest with myself and really admit where I am in my spiritual journey. Because sometimes when people ask me or they ask a very general question of like, so how strong are you in your faith right now and where are you in your spiritual journey? I kind of almost always answer like, I'm doing pretty good, you know, routine stuff. I feel pretty strongly connected when there are definitely times where I feel disconnected and I have to sit myself down and ask myself, am I really being honest with myself? And more importantly, am I really being honest with God by sitting down, examining myself, being introspective? understanding and admitting my relationship with God, I think I really have to just give myself to him to be fully understanding and understand myself as well. Yeah, I agree with Jimmy Ann, especially when it comes to faith sharing. You don't want to be like, if everybody around you is like saying, oh, like, yeah, I love God. Like my relationship with God is amazing. You know, you don't want to be the only person that's like, oh, you know, like you don't want to be the odd one out basically. And so sometimes I feel like People might pretend like they have a good relationship with God on the outside while on the inside, there might be some turmoil. And it's kind of like the phrase, me and Jimmy and we're talking about it. It's kind of like the phrase, fake it till you make it, you know, um, that's like a, a phrase that you hear often, which I honestly, I agree with that statement in most regards. But I feel like when it comes to our relationship with God, it, I mean, you know, you can't fake it with God, you know, like, that's just not cool. And so I think that in order to strengthen our relationship, our own personal relationship with God, whether it's already good or not, being honest with him and being honest with ourselves is always good, you know, because we could always grow stronger in faith. So it doesn't matter much whether you have a great relationship with God, or if your relationship is in a little bit of turmoil, I think being honest with him and with ourselves at the end of the day is always something that we could strive for.
And with that, I believe that is the end of our podcast. Jimian, would you like to add anything else? Any thoughts? I think I'm good. I think you summed it up really well. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, look at that. Google for today. <laughs> All right. Um, so if you've made it to the end of this podcast, Thank you for being with us. Um, we have a little secret message as always. Uh, Jimian, would you like to tell us what the secret message is for this week? Yes. So if you guys didn't recognize the gospel, the gospel is the iconic John 3.16. Maybe that rings a bell because if you shop at Forever 21, at the bottom of your yellow bag, it says John 3.16, which is the verse, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And he promised us eternal life, a.k.a. living forever. Oh my gosh, is it going full circle? Oh, maybe that's oh. why they put it on their bags. What? <laughs> that's crazy. So the secret message for this week is Forever 21. Yes. So if you made it this far, when you log on to Sinplat, in our breakout rooms, type in the group chat Forever 21. And I believe that's it. All right. <laughs> All right. We will see you guys this weekend at Simplat. Bye bye. Goodbye. It's not good news. It's the best news ever.